Grant County is full of amazing stories, and the purpose of this podcast is to collect those stories from the people that live them. Where We Landed is a podcast that recognizes our whole history told by the individuals that live and love in this small Indiana county. My name is Evan Gilmore, and I am the Marketing and Communications Coordinator for United Way of Grant County. We have a special episode for you today that is a little different from our regular episodes. Today, we are featuring a conversation with author Melody Warnick, the author of not one, but two books about thriving where you live. The first, titled This Is Where You Belong, was published in 2016, and the second, If You Could Live Anywhere, was just released in July of 2022 and is available now. If you've ever moved to a new town or tried to figure out just where you belong or how to fit in in a new community, this episode is for you. Melody was the keynote speaker at the 2022 Bloom Conference in June of this year, an event focused on empowering female leaders in our community here in Grant County, Indiana. So without any further delay, Let's go ahead and jump right into this conversation with Melody about the lessons learned while working on her books right now. Tell us briefly, what is the theme of your first book that came out? So the first book was inspired by my own moves around the country and moving to communities and uh, and then ending up in a town called Blacksburg, Virginia that I just didn't like that much. Mm. And I really wanted to figure out how to put down roots there and mm. how to fall in love with it. And so the book is about place attachment, which is the feeling of rootedness and belonging we can have in communities. And it is a very hands-on guide to how to create that for yourself. I was really impressed with some of what you uh, mentioned about the research and studies that have gone into fulfillment and um, rootedness. Um, what are some of the takeaways you, you found in the learning process? Um, so I, I think uh, what surprised me is that rootedness and belonging, they're emotions, but they are they are based in behavior. And so there are certain behaviors that drive attachment. And that means that we can change attachment by changing our behaviors. So, you know, there's lots of research about knowing your neighbors and mm, uh, yeah. the value of that to feeling at home in a community or research about the power of volunteering, research about walking and biking and, and how helpful that is. Um, so, there's lots of interesting stuff about what makes people feel attached. And my whole idea was, I'm going to copy that. <laughs> I'm going to see what the research says, and I'm going to try and do it for myself. Hmm. And did it work? It works. <laughs> That's the spoiler. No one has to read the book. <laughs> um, I spent a year doing what I called love where you live experiments, mm -hmm. which were little mini behavior changes that I could do in my community. Stuff as minor as picking up a piece of trash on, yeah. uh, on the sidewalk instead of just letting it blow away and stuff as big as you know, volunteering at the historic movie theater or joining a committee and trying to start a sidewalk chalk festival. Yeah. So a whole range of behaviors, but I realized that over time, the collective impact was I really did 
fall in love with my town. And it, it was a change because when I first moved there, did not feel at home <laughs> at all. But after a few years, it, it felt like the place I belonged, even though it wasn't my hometown. I had never lived in Virginia before. And I think that taught me that these are strategies that work for almost everyone in almost any kind of community. And I think it will look a little different for, for everyone, depending on where you live. Yeah. But you can identify things that you can do that will make you feel happier and more of a sense of place and belonging where you live. Sure. Uh, so it sounds like you kind of had a, a goal and you're like, I want to yeah. feel more rooted and I want to feel more invested and it worked for you. But what was something that might have been surprising along that journey? What caught you off guard? I, I think, um, you know, that it doesn't always work the way you want to. I definitely attempted things that felt like eh, that didn't really do it for me. That um, that was a fail. I also think um, what surprised me is that not uh, not every place is the best fit for everyone. I think when I wrote the book, my thought was anyone can do this and mm. just you know absolutely fall in love with their yeah. community. I've kind of come to more of a place um, of saying that, you know, not every community is the best fit for every person, (laughs) just in the same way that we all have really different personalities. Places have different personalities too. And sometimes you've really made an effort in a place, it's just not working and, and it's okay to acknowledge that, that maybe this isn't the absolute best place for you. But I think overall, we can, uh, you know, maybe not super fall in love with the place, but we can definitely improve our feelings about it. Mm-hmm. A lot of it is just the way we choose to see our community, you yeah. know, our perception, our, our desire to focus on what's happening that's good versus the things that are going wrong in our town. Yeah. Well, and I really like um, your your attitude towards investing yourself into it as um, almost as an experiment, um, you know, try that to see where that rootedness takes hold. And, uh, here with the United way, obviously we're all about volunteerism and uh, making an impact in your community. And I think that's great because so often we have that idea of, Oh, what can this community do for me? Like, what can I get out of it? Oh, it doesn't have my favorite coffee shop or, Oh, it doesn't have my favorite burger chain or whatever it is. Um, but it really does seem to be that what we've seen is when you put yourself in there and volunteer and invest and see the needs that you can meet for others, that really seems to create a bond. For sure. One of the things I talk about in the new book, If You Could Live Anywhere, is the idea that our places can help us thrive, particularly in our careers, that you know, places are trying to attract and retain talent. And so they're trying to offer sometimes cash incentives to get people to move. Yeah. Um, but they, they want to offer resources and choosing the right place can help you be more financially successful, more creative, more entrepreneurial entrepreneurial, things like that. But at the end of the day, I think a lot of our satisfaction with where we live comes down to having a sense of purpose and meaning. And that comes from being engaged and invested where you live. And actually, I think small towns are great for that. There's usually a 
a little bit of a lower barrier to entry than Mm -hmm. there is in a big city. People are usually more excited to have your contribution. You know, they, they really value you. I know where I live, we are really excited to meet new people because (laughs) we want your help. Um, and I, I think that when people decide that that's the way they're going to get to know their town Mm -hmm. by, you know, choosing a cause, choosing a passion project, something that you can help with, then that gives you a sense of purpose in your town and that makes you grow attachment faster and want to stay. Yeah. Now, are you still in Virginia or where do you call home now? I am. So I'm still in Blacksburg, Virginia, which is the same town I wrote about hating so much (laughs) and, and trying to fall in love with. So I've been there 10 years this summer, which okay. is a long time for my family. It's the longest my husband has lived anywhere. Um, and we, you know, every so often we kick around this idea of, you know, maybe we'll move mm-hmm. after our younger daughter graduates from high school. But genuinely, there isn't a place out there that I'm like, oh, you know, I would so much rather be living in, you know, Denver or, you know, South Dakota or whatever. I'm, really happy where I am. And I tend to think too that we have seasons in in our lives and season in our places. And you may have a place that you love and you come to a season in your life where it's maybe not working as well for you anymore. You know, this was a great place to raise children, but maybe not the best place to retire or something like that. And, you know, that's okay. We can love our places and we can also love new places. But, But right now I have no desire to move, um, which I guess to me is the strongest indicator of being really attached. I'm not fantasizing about another place. Speaking of seasons, do you have in, uh, in Virginia, a seasonal pastime or activity that you look forward to with anticipation every year? I ha- yes, I I mean I have a summer seasonal pastime. Yeah. Um, I love to go kayaking, um, and so we have a lake about a half an hour from where I live that I like to go to Clater Lake. I also really like to just sit on my front porch and read. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so we our winters in Blacksburg, Virginia are probably not like your winters here in Indiana, but we do have winters and we have snow Mm -hmm. and it gets cold and and stuff like that. So I find that most people feel a little better about their town in summer, you know, or maybe not when it's 97 degrees, but (laughs) in general, people come out, people come out and it's a more social time. Mm -hmm. It's a little easier to, to be around other people. And and so it's a good time to sort of work on planting those roots. Yeah, meeting your neighbors and seeing who's at events and things. Um, You mentioned passion projects and and events and festivals. Is there uh, a passion project that has made an impact on you or that you dream about? That's a great question. So um, I did, um, uh, brought a project to Blacksburg a couple years ago that wasn't uh, wasn't my own brainchild. It was something from a, a group in Georgia uh, called uh, Community Dinners. And the idea is just 
bring strangers together over dinner and you have some discussion questions that, you know, it was themed that year about community. And so it was bringing people together and talking about place. And um, I learned how hard it is to organize <laughs> events yeah. and um, hard to, to market them. But it was a really cool experience at the end of the day to, you know, the group that I coordinated, I recruited volunteer dinner hosts and um, people hosted dinner sometimes in their homes and sometimes at restaurants. And I hosted one at a restaurant and I was sitting there with people that I never would have met otherwise in my town. And it was really awesome. Um, so that's one that I've been involved with and maybe would have continued it except then COVID hit and, yes. you know, like a lot of stories, oh, we, we would have done that, but, but COVID happened. Um, but what I think about a lot is developing a welcoming program in Blacksburg. It's a college town. So we have a lot of transplants and, you know, I think a lot about how hard it can be to settle into a new community and how lonely that is. And I would love to start something like the grab a bite program that they do in Fergus Falls, Minnesota, where you can, you know, there's a website and here are people who are willing to take you to lunch oh, wow. and just, you know, meet with you yeah. when you're new to town. That's a and great idea. Welcome you. So I like that. It's on my list. <laughs> <laughs> that would be fantastic for people who are new. Right. Wanting to make a connection and don't know where to start. Right. I think just, you know, even these small tokens of, of curiosity and of welcoming, you know, you're not necessarily going to become BFFs with the people you go to lunch with, but um, just the idea that someone's aware of you, you're yeah. seen, you're heard, they can give you pointers about town. I think that could be really interesting and helpful. Yeah, even just someone who knows who to talk to and be right. a guide, like, oh, you're interested in... Yeah, the connector. Exactly. You know, someone who'll say, oh, you should go talk to so-and-so. And That's a fantastic idea. Yeah. I, I am really into stealing ideas <laughs> yes. from other towns. There are so many cool things happening around the country and yeah. you know so i hear about things and i go oh we need to do that where i live well and especially this day and age making connections is what seems to make all the difference yeah and there's a lot of places to find those ideas online i belong to a facebook facebook group called downtown happy hour and it's oh, just wow. a lot of people who work on you know their community main street people sharing ideas for events or ideas for beautifying downtown businesses and uh -huh. um you know there are a lot of um, ironically online ways that we can share ideas for real places. Yeah. Well, that's great. Yeah. I like that. Um, maybe one last question yeah. as we wrap things up. What, um, uh, you, you mentioned one individual that made an impact on you, but I'm wondering whether it's where you are now or any other place you've called home, has there been an individual or person that has impacted you that you have gratitude for? I love that question. Someone I have gratitude for. Um, so we spent six years in Ames, Iowa. It was our one foray so far into living in the Midwest and we loved it. My husband was in grad school at Iowa State and um, we had a across the street neighbor who was in her 80s <laughs> named Dorothy and we 
just got to know her kind of, you know, on the street, we'd see each other. We had really little kids at that time. And she sort of became a surrogate grandma. Oh, wow. And for as much as I talk about neighbors, I can be sort of a shy neighbor <laughs> myself. Yeah. I'm not always the world's best practitioner of what I preach um, in terms of getting to know your neighbors, but she made it easy and invited us over and was really interested in our kids. And I'm, I'm grateful to have had relationships, not just with her, but with other people too, who have welcomed us into neighborhoods. You know, when you're new, we forget when you haven't moved in a while, you forget how, how crazy and overwhelming and chaotic that process can be. And so to have someone who just says, Hey, welcome. We're happy you're here. We're here to help means a lot. Yeah, it really does. Well, Melody, thank you for joining us. I'm wondering if there is a, perhaps a a parting piece of advice or something that you would give to folks who are at that point where they're wondering, how do I get more involved in my community or how do I feel more rooted? What's, what's a first step you would give somebody? An easy step is to identify something in your community that you love mm. and support it. Yeah. Uh, so for me, I'm a huge library nerd. It's the first thing I do when I move to a community. I'm going to go get that library card. And when we lived in Ames, Iowa, I actually saw an ad for the library board. They were recruiting oh, new yeah. members. I had never served on a community board. I'm like a young mom in my 20s. I had no idea what I was <laughs> doing. But I just felt like I've gotten so much out of the library. Yeah. I want to give back. And so I, I joined the library board and did that for five years while I lived there. And looking back, that was a huge piece of feeling like we really loved Ames. We really loved living there. But it doesn't have to be that big even. It can be like, I really like this coffee shop. Yeah. And so I'm going to become a regular there. Or I really like this store. So instead of going to the store and then buying the things that I saw online because it's cheaper, oh, right, right. you know, I'm, I'm going to actually go support this store, you know, yeah. a, the, a new bookstore opened in my town and, um, it, it's honestly cheaper to buy things on Amazon, to buy books on Amazon, but I'm making a point right. of buying books at that bookstore because I want it to survive exactly. and I, I love having it there. So Identify the things in your community that you want to be around for a long time and support them with your time and your money and your investment. Yeah. Well, that is terrific advice. Thank you. <laughs> well, thank you again for taking the time and thanks for uh, coming here to Bloom 2022. Absolutely. It's been a, a pleasure. It's been a pleasure talking to you. <laughs> thanks. Thanks.